My name is Elle, and I'm a transgender woman talking to allies. Um, Last week on the program, you got to hear my lovely wife, Paige, share a little bit um, about her experience, about her um, transgender partner, and what it was like for her, and, you know, some of the things that came up, and some of the uh, challenges, uh, and joys and upsides of being partnered with a transgender person. Um, kind of what, what, what the experience has been from her perspective, as well as some advice for, uh, spouses out there. Um, so, um, this week, and, and if you listen to that show, you know that my ambition for that program was a little over-ambitious, and I didn't get to all the things that I wanted to say. Um, so we're back this week with additional reflections from um, my life, and specifically, I want to talk uh, to all the allies who are out there um, who are listening to the program, or maybe if you are a trans person, you could share this episode with uh, people in your life and say, hey, if you want to be a good ally, uh, listen to this broad, um, or or not, whatever. I mean, obviously, I can't speak uh, to the experience of all transgender people. I'm speaking to my own experience. I'm speaking to what is useful and helpful to me, the things that I've gone through. And we're all individuals. Well, we're all unique. And as trans people, we have many different intersecting identities. We have many different forces impacting in our lives. We have, we live within many different systems. And so my experience as a white transgender woman who was born and raised, um, in Christianity and who had a comfortable middle-class life and got to go to college, you know, the things that felt particularly meaningful uh, to me from allies may not be uh, the same for other folks who maybe are experiencing a greater degree of suffering or a greater degree of marginalization because they are... um, black, or they've been incarcerated, or they've uh, experienced um, disability that marginalized them, or, or whatever it happens to be. So I just want to acknowledge that here on the front end. We are uh, a diverse community. We may share the, the uh, experience of transness, but we also have our own stories and our own lives. So um, this is something for me. So I want to reflect on some of the things that I went through, especially early on in transition, that I found really helpful and meaningful from the tra- uh, from the allies around me. Um, and this is certainly not an exhaustive list, and many of these things are, you know, in a lot of ways geared towards trans feminine people, um, although there may be uh, ways in which they will flow over um, into... Uh, people who are trans and have a different experience than mine. Um, But so I'll just begin by saying, you know, if you want to be a good ally, please do not vote for uh, politicians who are building their platforms on transphobia. Um, My hot take is that 
it's really, really hard, if not impossible, to be an ally to trans people and also to be voting for someone like Ron DeSantis, who has created his whole political platform on the oppression of and further marginalization of transgender people. I just, I, I think it's a really, really hard sell, uh, if not impossible. Um, so on like a systemic level, if you want to be an ally, vote for politicians that are setting and creating policy that make life more inclusive, safer, um, more equitable for transgender and LGBTQ people at large. Okay, so that, that's, a, that's an easy one. Uh, for some folks, that may be hard because in order to do that, you may have to vote for raising your taxes. You know, you may have to vote uh, in order to vote uh, uh, in a way, in an, in an allyship way for, for queer people, you may have to vote to um, decrease military spending or your life may become slightly less safe in some other way. And, you know, that's one of the things about privilege is that a lot of times for people who are uh, not, uh, who are mostly experiencing privilege in their life, um, you know, losing privilege really feels like oppression. And I don't want to flippantly dismiss that, uh, but that's often how it feels like. And I think that there's a way in which... um, it is noble and beautiful and moral and even holy for people to choose, to willingly choose to give up their own privilege, whether that's low taxes or, you know, whatever it happens to be, um, in order to um, look out for and advocate for the privilege and marginalization of other people. So there's, you know, there's kind of your one thing, you know, the kind of the political level. I guess a second thing that I think is really important for allies, if you want to be a good ally, is to educate yourself. And like, hell yeah, you are listening to a transgender woman talking. Uh, You are on this podcast. You're getting yourself educated. So gold star there. Um, But yeah, please listen to trans people. Please read the research. Um, There's lots of good information out there about what our experience is like. And I think if you want to be a good ally, uh, you need to learn a little bit about us. Just like if you want to be, or maybe not just like, but similarly, if you want to be anti-racist and to work against systems of of oppression uh, that harm black and brown people, um, you need to educate yourself. You need to read the... You need to read material, listen to podcasts, and watch films, and have conversations, and, uh, you know, know what's going on in the world around us, and what people are doing to confront it. So, educate yourself would be the other one. So, if we if we dive a little bit more narrowly in, what can I do as an ally, aside from voting and educating yourself, and, you know, spending time with or around trans people, like in a non-gross, non-creepy, sort of non, uh, where you're like taking something from them sort of way, but where you are a part of their life as a real person. Um, some of the things that have been helpful to me from allies in my life include, uh, and here comes my list, 
Um, when I first came out, I had several friends and family members send me little care packages, care kits. Um, two in particular um, sent me um, uh, like makeup, like a makeup care package. And it was like the sweetest thing in the whole world. It meant so much to me. I cried um, when I opened both containers and I still have some of the items that were sent. You know, some of them were like, you know, not just um, consumable makeup, but like little mirrors or brushes or whatever. And I still have a lot of that stuff. Um, and it just, it meant the world to me. It let me feel like seen, uh, you know, things like makeup have felt so forbidden to me for so long. My whole life, they were things that I really wanted to play with or experiment with or see what I liked or didn't like, but I just felt like it was the biggest taboo and I couldn't touch it. And so to have um, girls, uh, women who love me sort of invite me into that with enthusiasm, it it just meant so much. Um, Similarly, um, I had a friend uh, text me back, um, welcome to womanhood. Um, And you know, she sent it unironically because obviously there's, you know, suffering that goes along with womanhood, unfortunately, in American patriarchal society. Um, But she sent me this, you know, declaration and welcome. And like that for me meant a lot because I had a lot of internalized transphobia. I had a lot of caution. I didn't want to scare people. um, And I, you know, a lot of my dysphoria was around social spaces. You know, a lot of my dysphoria was so desperately wishing to be able to be just one of the girls and to just be included as a girl um, and never being able to and feeling like I never would be able to uh, over the course of my life. And so to have that message sent, it just, it meant so much. And, you know, that that person is still a close friend. We eat spaghetti every time I go and uh, visit uh, the town that she lives in, and it's delightful. Um, Anyway, I had another friend who, um, actually, the same friend, well, I had multiple friends do this, but, you know, that same friend that welcomed me to womanhood, one of the other things she did a little bit further down the road was to sort of check in with me and said, hey, um, so... Because, like, I had, like, a semi-public career, you know, I was a pastor of these churches with hundreds or thousands of people, and I knew a lot of folks, at least in the religious community, and so, you know, it was expected that there would be some conversation about me in those circles, and so it wasn't surprising. So my friend was like, hey, you know, when your name comes up, um, how do you want us to talk about you? You know, and she explained that like there had been some confrontation or some, you know, intense conversations about um, that people were using my birth name and using he, him pronouns for me and how this person was sort of confused because they, their assumption was that, you know, that was not really appropriate. And obviously I was not there for any of these conversations. And in general, like, I probably would rather not even know that those are taking place, but um, but I have to tell you that when this person came and told me this, it was really heartwarming because she was like, look, do you want me to refer to you as she, her, and as your chosen name, 
or do you care or does it make any difference? And so I, you know, I was clear like, well, you know, it would mean a lot to me to know that when you're talking about me, always in fond ways, I'm sure, um, but when you're talking about me, that you're referring to me as I see myself because that lets, you know, that sort of, it feels good to know that I have people in my life who see and treat and understand me the way that I understand myself. Um, you know, I know that trans, so here's another one. I know that trans people have a wide variety of answers on this. Um, but for me, when people ask questions about my experience as a trans person and they're doing so in good faith, I welcome those, those questions. I feel most of the time pretty comfortable and um, pretty comfortable with educating people and sharing. Uh, obviously, I have a podcast, so I like to do this on a regular basis. Um, but I'm also, you know, not all trans people have the bandwidth to do that. And not all trans people have the bandwidth even to draw boundaries when they're not feeling it or they don't have the energy. And, you know, for me, I feel pretty comfortable doing that. I feel pretty comfortable saying, you know, I'm not really up for that right now. I'm not going to engage or yeah, sure. I'll answer that question. But for me, fielding honest and open questions from people who are genuinely asking or genuinely trying to learn and who have a posture of curiosity and uh, compassion and respect, um, I'm totally up for answering those. And that feels like a good ally activity. You know, I'd rather you come ask the questions to me than to go like, you know, consult your transphobic cisgender, you know, brother-in-law that doesn't know shit that just, you know, watches Tucker Carlson and, and listens to Matt Walsh. Like I would much rather you come to me. So, um, uh, I think, especially if you're an ally who has a trans person in your life, you know, get your own therapist, keep processing yourself, uh, read books, listen to podcasts, etc. Um, you know, do your own work, right? Um, like if you are feeling, uh, uh, feelings of sadness or feelings of loss, or you're going through a process of, of grieving the person that you thought you knew or grieving hopes and dreams for this person, like, do that. Um, but as an ally, I don't think that you should necessarily dump all of that on the trans person in your life, right? Like keep that to yourself. And as you keep that work to yourself, and as you take that work to therapy, you are giving a gift to the trans person you love in your life because they're going through their own shit. Transition is really hard. Dysphoria is really hard. Being treated crappy in public is really hard. Being afraid of what's going to happen next around the corner politically or whatever is really hard. And we don't usually have the ability to take on all of your hard emotions as well. So, so do your processing. Do your work. And as you do that as an ally, on your own, it's a gift. It's a gift. Um, misgendering. Uh, making mistakes uh, with pronouns is gonna happen. Um, I know that it's happened with me, and I think in general, um, my expectation as a trans person is that the frequency of that goes down over time, right? Um, if 
I notice that for someone, the frequency of their misgendering, their accidental misgendering doesn't go down, uh, it's going to lead me to question whether or not they're really an ally. Even if they say they're an ally, even if they say that they're on board, it's like, you know, your actions speak louder than words. And so, you know, if it's three years later and you're still, quote unquote, slipping up, um, I will wonder whether or not you're really supportive. I will wonder whether or not you're really an ally. I will feel less safe around you. And, you know, whether or not you really are safe is sort of beside the point. Like, the pain to me is having to wonder about that. And I'm going to trust you less. And that's just how it is. And so if you're an ally who really wants to show up and you really want to be helpful and you really want to do the work, then do the work of getting the fucking pronouns right on a consistent basis. And if you screw up, work to improve it. Show me that you give two shits. There you go. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, similarly, like when I tell you oh, actually, my pronouns are she, her. Or, oh, hey, I noticed that you used he, him pronouns for me. Um, I wasn't sure if that was an accident or if you were confused or whatever, but actually I used she, her. Like, take that mild, minor critique, own up to it, say sorry, and move on. Like, it doesn't have to be a big groveling thing. I don't need to hear all your explanations about why it's hard. I sure as fuck don't want to hear your explanations about why it's hard because you really see me as a man. Like, don't tell me all that shit. That's not ally behavior. Just say, oh, sorry about that. Yep, I'll work on it. And then let's go on. Let's move on with our coffee date or whatever. Um, So there's one. Uh, it's been really, really meaningful to me uh, to be included in um, women's circles and in feminine activities by the women in my life. Um, of course, like a lot of people uh, have like disappeared from my life, uh, mostly, you know, kind of church people, um, but not all. Um, but there have been other people who have gone out of their way to include me in women's spaces. I'm part of a girl's book club that is fantastic and wonderful um, and feels like such a gift to be included in that with all other women. Um, I've included, there's a little coffee group that I get together, a really small group of um, girls who are uh, doing Um, you know, similar work as me in the therapeutic field. Uh, And so we get together and have coffee. And like, I can't tell you how much that means to me, that simple gesture of inclusion. We see you as one of us. We want you to be with us and part of our community. You are welcome and safe with us. It is like, it means it like it means more than receiving a thousand letters of affirmation. It just, it means a lot. Similarly, early on, I had people inviting me to like, you know, go get my nails done or to come along to a haircut or, you know, those sorts of things. Like for me, being asked to be included in activities means a lot. Ask me, like call me to come on your bike ride. Call me if you want me to come, like invite me to go on your walk with you or to go to coffee with you or to go to movie, go to a movie with you and the girls or whatever. Like for me, that means a lot. And 
you know, there, there probably is some cognate, you know, if you're a man and you're an ally, invite your trans mask friends to your dude stuff, you know, like whatever it happens to be. If you go to like trivia night or you go bowling or whatever, or you go golfing, like make the invitation, even if you think that they might not want to come or they might, you know, they might not be good at whatever the activity is, um, invite, invite us into your gendered spaces. Um, you know, that for me means a lot. Uh, another one is, uh, complimenting my hair, my nails, my makeup, my clothes, like whatever, like, oh, that looks so good on you, whatever. Um, it's, there's a lot of self-doubt that comes with transition. So having those little affirmations means a lot. And, you know, and I, I've, what I've learned, um, being a woman in public is that women compliment each other a lot more. Like men do not compliment each other. I I can count on one hand the number of times that a man complimented my anything about. And I always has been have been very fashion focused and try to be up to date and looking good, even when I was trying to be a man. Um, but gosh, girls are really good. At, oh, I love those earrings or whatever. And it's just sweet. It's nice. And I especially like to focus on things that the person has control over. So uh, I really love how you did your eyeshadow. Feels a lot better than, oh, I love your beautiful hazel eyes. Because like, God, they were born with them. Like it's a little bit like... It's a little bit creepy, kind of, maybe. I, you know, I, I just, I would much rather have someone compliment me about how my dress is cute or they like my shoes or something like that, as opposed to, oh, you're, you got one great ass, baby. Like, no, please, no. Although I do have a really nice bottom. Um, so, uh, speak up. Here's another one for you allies out there. Speak up on social media when you see hate. Like, this may not seem like a big deal. It may feel scary to you. But like, when you see ass clowns saying shitty stuff to us, please come to our defense. Um, there are times when I've actually asked um, people in my life to come help me out, to come speak up for me, um, to offer a word of support. But it means a lot when those allies show up on their own and they see the haters and they defend us. It means a lot. Uh, so that's something that's simple. Um, you know, um, here's one. I, I kind of, you know, I already mentioned about voting. But even just being informed about what's going on, like be aware that like Florida just passed a law that made it illegal for trans people to use uh, the bathrooms that uh, are associated with their gender and instead mandates them to use the bathroom that is associated with the sex that they were assigned at birth, right? So these are laws that are intentionally written um, in order to harass, marginalize, and endanger trans people, and they were written under the guise of keeping cisgender people straight uh, uh, safe from uh, other cisgender people who might use the existence of trans people as a pretext for harming other cisgender people. It's a, 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 like a, a mind-numbingly ridiculous um, leap there, but like, be aware of that. 
Be aware that those laws were passed. Be aware that, uh, you know, trans people feel alienated in their own country. Um, and honestly, like, it feels like really shitty when I am really upset about this law that got passed a couple of weeks ago and, like, nobody in my fucking life knows about it or gives a shit about it or, like, dismisses it. Oh, well, you're not going to go to Florida anyway. Oh, brother, get over it. It's not that big of a deal. You know what? If it's a big deal to me, if it's a big deal to trans people, it's a big deal. So shut the fuck up. Sorry, that's a little bit aggressive. But, like, you know, I... As a trans person, I feel like I'm gaslit constantly by people who, like, dismiss the the dangers of being trans in public and the fears and the pressure and um, the anxiety that goes with being trans in public. And I just, I don't want to be dismissed. You know, I have a therapist. They will challenge me if they think that my thinking is distorted. But, like, in most cases... I have reason to be careful and maybe even scared at times. And I really don't want to be cis-splained by people about why I'm being ridiculous. Stay informed. Have empathy for the fact that we, as a group, have become the focus of an entire political party. And, like, God willing, that will pass Unfortunately, it will pass to some other marginalized group who will then need our allyship collectively. Okay. Um, more advice for allies. We're almost at the end of my list. Uh, include me in your life. Uh, this is not necessarily include me in gender spaces, but just in general. Like, I didn't die. It Like, if you used to invite me and my family to your birthday party please continue to do so. If you used to include me in your world, please continue to do so. Now, obviously, in my case, it's a little bit complicated because I got kicked out of the church, uh, more or less, de facto kicked out of the church when I came out of the closet, and most of my social system was inside of the church, and so there's like an ideological rejection or whatever, but like, include us in your life. Include it. Like, invite us to your barbecue. Invite us to your graduation party. Um, we would love to be a part of your life. I'm still the same person. Um, you know, I still like to go on runs and walks and ride bikes and go do activities and go to the beach. I would love to do that with you like we did before. Um, and maybe here's the last one. Um, resist the urge to hold me with white gloves. And this maybe might sound weird or it might even sound hypocritical given a bunch of the other stuff I just said. But like, you know, let me decide what feels safe to me. You know, let me decide who I want to be around. Like, if there's someone that you know is transphobic who's going to be at a party or whatever and you know that it might be uncomfortable for me, like, sure, let me know that they're going to be there. But don't just, like, not invite me in order to protect me. Like, that feels really gross. It feels bad. It feels icky. Like, I can protect myself. I can be aware of my own safety. And I, it feels good to know that you empathize with that. 
Um, but like, I, I'm not five. Like, I don't need you to parent me as an ally. I need information. I appreciate you looking out for me. I appreciate you letting me know what's going on for you or what's coming up for you. Um, and I also appreciate being able to make my own decisions. Um, and so, um, resist the urge if you can resist the urge to, uh, treat me with white gloves. Like, let me decide, respect my decisions, give me information if you think it would be valuable, but trust me, you know, trust me as an adult as, and as uh, a fellow human being. That's the end of my list, sweethearts. Uh, that's the end of my list of things uh, to say, uh, things that you can do to be helpful as allies. Uh, we're getting down there toward the end of um, Pride Month. Uh, it is Monday, June 19, as I'm recording this. I will put out an episode next Monday. It's going to be a recorded interview that I did with Rachel Freeman Sowers, who has her own podcast, which is wonderful. Um, and um, she was gracious enough to share that recording with me. So that will be next week's episode. I had a great time talking with her. Um, she's a wise queer lady who is a therapist like me um, and who is doing brilliant, brilliant work. So we had a great conversation and I'm going to share that interview next week um, and then we will continue on. Um, I just want to say thank you again for your um, many uh, reviews and feedback that you give. Uh, I read every single email. I know I'm a little bit behind in getting back. Some of you have been waiting for a few weeks for me to get back to you, and I'm apologizing for that. I'm sorry. I will get back to you. I will. I will. Um, but I wanted to review uh, to read another review that was left um, on the Apple iTunes store. I would love it if you would be willing to go on there and leave a rating and review. Uh, this is from A John 76. I love this podcast. I look forward to listening uh, every week. L, thank you for sharing what it means to be transgender. My spouse came out to me as a trans person uh, a year and a half ago. Uh, after 23 years of marriage, discovering your podcast has been a huge help to us both. We appreciate you, L. Thank you for putting yourself out there. Would you ever consider making an episode with your wife? Wow. Why? As a matter of fact, I would. Uh, as a cis spouse, I would love to hear how she has transitioned along with you. Hey, there you go. A John, um, you know, your wish is my command. Uh, we hooked you up last week. Um, but thank you so much for reaching out. Thank you for your encouragement, for your kind reviews. Um, thanks for sharing the program. Um, I know as you're able, obviously, some of our listeners here are um, not yet out uh, widely. Um, but if you're able to share the show, um, be it anonymously or on social media or Reddit or Discord or whatever, I would greatly appreciate that. Um, I'm continuing to record every week. We're almost at our one-year anniversary. Maybe I'll do it like I've been talking about doing a YouTube live um, maybe I will do a YouTube live on the one year anniversary or honor around that. We will uh, see about that. And then hopefully soon here, we will get um, the, uh, the video going again too. Um, life has been a little bit busy with school and whatnot, but thanks so much for listening once again. And my name is L and I am a transgender woman talking.